0: Welcome back to the San Francisco Giants editions of the For the Fans, By the Fans podcast. Uh, In this show, we bring you your weekly dose of all things San Francisco Giants from the fans' perspective. I'm a lifelong Giants fan and your host, Benjamin Shapiro. Today, we're going to wrap up the 2018 spring training camp as the Giants head from Scottsdale back to the Bay Area. With us today, we have John Wilson. John is a personal trainer and fitness coach who lives in the East Bay and is a long-suffering Oakland A's fan. While he may still wear his Carney Lansford pajamas to bed, we're happy to have him join us here today. But before we get into our conversation with John... I want to tell you that this podcast is brought to you on behalf of our friends at Fanatics. Fanatics is the global leader in licensed sports merchandising, and they have the world's largest collection of official sports apparel from the leagues, teams, and players that you love. That means if you're like John here and you want a Santiago Casilla jersey in either black or green, Fanatics is the perfect place for you. We're lucky enough to be Fanatics affiliates, so if you want to help out this show, you can go to FTFBTF.com slash Giants. That stands for For the Fan. Fans by the fans slash giants and they'll kick us a couple bucks to help us pay for the production of the show when you buy your giants or if you buy your a's gear so that said uh john it's great to have you here on the for the fans by the fans podcast
1: thank you ben for having me and for the records santiago casilla donned the green and gold before the orange and black
0: yeah that's nice three championships.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. And he's back on the A's right now. So I know you're... I know.
0: I know. That's why I bring it up, man. I hope you are enjoying the Giants retreads. I'm sure that he is an effective member of your bullpen like he was for us for the years up until 2013.
1: (laughs) Thank you very much.
0: So first off, talk to me about how the hell you became an Oakland A's fan. How does that happen to somebody?
1: (laughs) Well, I was uh, born in the early 80s and the A's and the Giants were both hot as I was growing up. And to be honest, there is a photo of me in a Giants jersey when I'm maybe six years old. Um, I had saved up my allowance for maybe a year's time and went and got the Giants jersey, even drew number 22 Clark on the back. But soon after that, in 1986 or 7, I realized the truth. The green and gold, Mark McGuire, Ricky Henderson, Jose Canseco, all those guys coming up and jumped ship at an early age and have rode it out since then and will for the rest of my life. Go
0: So you started off down a good holy path and decided to go to the dark side. <laughs> Who was the player? What was the event that when you were a kid made you decide to go, go green and gold?
1: I was lucky enough to head out to uh, spring training when I was young with my brother and, and my family. I think we went to both parks, the Giants and the A's, and just a whole lot more excitement and realness to the Oakland A's team. The big moment was probably when I met Ricky Henderson, and it was starting to rain out. They were starting to wrap it up, and he said, okay, last autograph to this guy here, and that was probably about 10 people away from me. And then the great person and athlete and player that Ricky Henderson is— He kept going down the line as far as he could, and then he said it one last time, last autograph to this good man here, signed my uh, upper deck card, and that probably uh, sealed the deal forever there.
0: So Ricky Henderson's daughter went to my grade school. I think she was a little younger than me. I was probably in fourth or fifth grade when she was in first And he would roll up in a white Ferrari and pick up his daughter and sort of say hi to everybody. Um, He was an electric personality and a great baseball player. And as much as I fault him for being an Oakland A, it got worse for him. He became a Yankee (laughs) down the road.
1: That is true, just like the rest of every one of our last great players that have played with the ace.
0: You know, you beat me to it. I was going to ask you, how does it feel to be the farm system for the New York Yankees? Hypothetically, your players have won more championships than anybody else's.
1: True. Uh, It's no skin off my back much knowing that the Yankees are out there trying to purchase a World Series each year and they've only done so once in the last 15 years makes me feel warm and fuzzy deep down. But There is a certain amount of resentment that maybe should go to the A's organization from me, but I direct it towards the Yankees fans as well as I sprinkle some right directly to the Giants fans as well. Just seeing our young talent being shipped out as soon as their contract ends with the A's. But nonetheless, we carry on and keep fighting.
0: There's an interesting thing that happens with the Oakland A's. You know, Moneyball was a famous book and became a movie with Brad Pitt, of all people, in it, talking about how the A's spending habits influence the type of players that they have and their strategy for talent retainment. Talk to me about how you feel about the A's being a small market team and their strategy.
1: I love it personally. I feel like, I don't know if I was born with that underdog mentality or it just grew on me as an Oakland sports fan, (laughs) but I embrace it. And I feel like there's a lot of things that A's fans have access to that most other sports teams fans don't. And it's typically just getting more up close and personal with the players on the field. The Stadium is rarely sold out unless the Giants or the Yankees are in town. So just being able to kind of roam about in the concrete slab that we call the Coliseum. And then our Fan Fest that we have each year, from what I've heard and gathered around the country We've got one of the best ones going just because of the access to the fans. Um, both of my sons got to uh play wiffle ball with Matt Olson the other day at the fan fest. And I feel like most other franchises with the large market might just not have the same access like we do. So I think it's a trade off and I wouldn't trade it for the world.
0: So I'm interested to hear what you and what other A's fans think about the Giants and Giants fans. Tell me a little bit about how you view the relationship between the two teams and fan bases.
1: Well, pompous, arrogant, entitled, (laughs) (laughs) just joking. Most of my friends are actually Giants fans. I grew up in Sunnyvale, California, Giants territory, technically. So while i have definitely some choice thoughts about how the giants fans are wine drinking, kale eating just disconnected fans i do have a appreciation for any baseball fan and especially uh, the ones that i call friends who root for the giants
0: So how much of that is carryover from the wine-drinking, quiche-eating feelings of the 49er fan base? And Do you group the two of them together? Because as a Giants fan, I don't think of myself as somebody that is primarily eating kale. (laughs) Maybe wine I get, but talk to me about why the Giants fans get saddled with the entitled feelings from the A's fans, or is that purely just like Your stadium's nicer than ours, and it's uh, sour
1: grapes. (laughs) I don't know what it is. Maybe it is the combination of the city of San Francisco, maybe the most glamorous city in the world, compared to Oakland, California. And maybe you could look at our stadiums as the difference. Maybe you just take a snapshot of the tailgates that go on before the game, and I would uh, assume, or what I've seen is a nice bottle of uh, Napa Red, probably on the tailgate of the Giants. And then over in the East Bay, you've got some beer-drinking, barbecuing, passionate fans who are getting ready for war. That is the A's and Raiders game.
0: I feel like going to the Coliseum must feel like you are actually actively in war, not to belittle what war means, but... (laughs) A special environment. So the Giants last year had uh, one of the worst seasons, if not the worst season in franchise history. Was lovely. I think we won 68 games, lost a million and five, and the A's actually had a better record than the Giants last year. On the flip side, we're coming off the three world championships and have sort of been a regular playoff contender, and we're in a competitive division as well. The A's, on the other hand, how, how was the A's season last year? Why don't you tell me?
1: The A's season was dismal, for sure. Our pitching, which has historically been the strength of our franchise, is just atrocious right now. We do have some really good talent in the field up and coming, which I'm excited about. I saw on an article the other day, the A's may have the 10th best lineup, potentially, this season coming up. But our pitching has been horrible. And we caught the injury bug just as I know the Giants did last year as well. But yeah, the three world championships were a little tough to swallow as an A's fan, especially when none of them were deserving. <laughs> That's what. I-
0: <laughs> okay, John.
1: <laughs> Some of my ammo back at my buddies there.
0: We just locked into being the team of the decade. You're right.
1: <laughs> uh, Giants fans use the term dynasty. I don't see it, how you can be a losing team every other year and then fall into a World Series championship on the odd years or was it the even years and call yourself a dynasty. More power to you, but it is tough to swallow, especially thinking back to the A's in the late 90s. Starting to gain some steam. And then the year 2000 with Giambi coming on board and the big three soon to follow, Miguel Tejada, the team going to the playoffs five out of six years straight, I believe, and then just getting bounced in that first round, one and done, with nothing to show for it after all of those years. And the Giants emerging soon after that and arguably not being the best team in Major League Baseball, but still winning it all. A little bit of a tough pill to swallow, but hey, we always have 1989 (laughs) to throw back in the giant's face.
0: I was wondering how long it would take for us to get there, (laughs) and I think we're a good 10 or 15 minutes in. I was going to just lead with the question of, can you tell me your thoughts on the Battle of the Bay series? Why don't we start with this? What were your top three moments of the Battle of the Bay series?
1: Battle of the Bay series. Very enjoyable. I've got some good memories of it watching on TV. I know my uncle always tells the story. He had tickets to that earthquake game. I never got to attend any of the games, but Dave Stewart comes to mind, I guess, dominating what was his ERA, maybe a point four in the entire World Series, MVP. Um, Dennis Eckersley with the big fist pump at the end with the ground ball to Tony Phillips, I believe it was ending that World Series and completing the sweep of the Giants. And then I guess just the utter look of disbelief and agony on each and every Giants fan's face after the sweep by the Oakland A's eighty nine. It's
0: funny, in my head, the earthquake is the most notable part. And I think that the earthquake had a large effect on how the series played out, partially because Stewart and Welsh were dominant pitchers. And I don't know how good the back of the rotation was for the A's. And we saw Stewart and Welsh four times in four games. And that was sort of it for the Giants. Talk to me about who your your favorite player is on the A's, and let's just get a baseline there.
1: Sure. If you're talking to 89, after all the players I already mentioned before with Canseco and Maguire and meeting Ricky Henderson, uh, Carney Lansford was always my guy. And I don't know if it was his, his crazy batting stance and approach to the plate when I was watching when I was younger or his ready position in the field, basically with his nose to the ground at third base. I grew up playing third base as well. I knew that he was from the Bay Area as well, so I felt like I had a, a special connection with Kearney Lansford.
0: Kearney had also a former Giants hitting instructor.
1: <laughs> I know that, and that was a painful day yeah, was, right oh, before we got good. Seeing his orange beard match the, the orange and black <laughs> afterwards, that irked me a little bit, but hey, we got the good years out of Carney.
0: So talk to me about, if you had to pick one, who is your favorite Giants player of all time?
1: Oh, gosh. I'd probably have to go back to the days when I didn't know any better. And Will Clark, Will the Thrill, was the pride of the Giants. And yeah, something about his swing and his stance will always be kind of burned into my memory. Um, He just exuded a whole lot of energy and confidence that it's no wonder why uh, he's one of the Giant greats. If I had to say so, probably Will Clark.
0: Let's talk about something that's a little bit more comfortable to both of us. Who's the Dodger player that you hate the most?
1: <laughs> Kurt Gibson. Yep.
0: Winner. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Biggest tragedy of all time.
0: Oh, what a drama queen.
1: Against the Ekman. That was a publicity stunt, wasn't it?
0: Yeah. I still think he was just hungover. <laughs> <laughs>
1: just a hungover limp he had going yep yeah unbelievable though uh it's got to be Kirk gibson and the very nice slow trot around the bases with i think additional fist pumps as he went and <laughs> that just uh, i think it was game one or two so it wasn't even wrapping up the series but that just snatched the heart and
0: soul out of the oakland as you could tell you want the good news what's that do you remember what year that was that was 88 Okay, we're going to do a little math lesson. If that was 1988 and this is 2018, how many years has it been since the Dodgers have won a world championship?
1: <laughs> that is very true.
0: That's a big three zero, buddy. So, you know, just remember that that's the last shining moment in Dodgers history. And I think all Giants and A's fan, Bay Area sports in general, we can all appreciate that it's been 30 years.
1: True. Despite them winning the division the last several years, they just can't get over the hump there.
0: That's kind of a a chronic thing for the Giants where there was a kind of great moment on social media where the Dodgers fans decided that they were going to celebrate their NL championship and they raised a banner. And of course, all of San Francisco kind of snickered and said, well, isn't that cute? Congrats on (laughs) your NL West championship and your pennant. But, you know, we count rings over here. And I think that's probably how the A's fans feel as well.
1: Definitely. I honestly, besides that 1988 series, I almost have this sense of allies with the Dodgers fans against Giants fans these days. However, anytime I see a Dodgers fan up here in the Bay Area and I've got my A's gear on, I'm getting dirty looks from them. And I don't know why I ask them and uh, it must just be their utter disappointment in themselves.
0: Yeah. Well, I don't know. I think uh, it had been 30 years since i won a championship i'd probably be pretty bitter and honestly before 2010 that's pretty much how i felt about baseball as well but giants are in a little bit of a different position now so let's talk about the 2018 season you mentioned that the pitching staff last year was bad i know you as a's fans have chris davis uh you know power hitter The what's the simeon the shortstop's also a good hitter a couple other big bats sprinkled around the lineup how do you guys think you're going to do and do you think you're going to be better than the giants this year
1: of course, we will be better than the Giants. Even in years that we don't have a better record, we're always better than the Giants.
0: Now explain that to me.
1: <laughs> That's more or less a joke, but I think I'm talking in terms of our fan base. It's green collar baseball. We're out there to enjoy the sport of baseball, enjoy each other's company. The fans out there in Oakland, you can't find them more real, especially with the state of the franchise right now. You only get real fans showing up as opposed to the corporate bigwigs who show up to the giant stadium and log on and don't watch a single pitch in the game. So
0: we wait for the playoffs. <laughs> I'm just joking around, but so critical of the Giants tech fans going to the games. You know, last time I checked, it was me, my dad, my buddy Adam going and having a beer and rooting for the orange and black. But hey, whatever gets you through the night. And if you and the 17 other people that go to the Oakland Coliseum during the week to watch a baseball game <laughs> have to huddle up in a corner together, I'm I'm excited for you. Ben, we have
1: thousands of people that attend games, okay? At least 2,000. Plural.
0: I'm talking about in a game, not in a season.
1: Well, Ben, you're one of the real ones, though. I've been to a game with you, and you're locked in and dialed in. So you're one of the 17 fans who are actually watching it.
0: Let the record show that there are good baseball fans in San Francisco, and I know that there are in Oakland as well. But tell me about the team realistically. Give me the scouting report. What should Giants fans be looking for? The green and gold across the Bay this year, and who should we be paying attention to this week in the Battle of the Bay series?
1: Well, I don't want to give away all our secrets, Ben. (laughs) Just kidding. Uh, One of them is our secret weapon we just signed to a minor league deal. Watch out. Brett Anderson is coming back to the A's. That's a joke. I know most fans are not excited about him coming back, but...
0: Is he pitching with his left or his right arm now? (laughs) Does it matter? Nah.
1: Trevor Cahill is back on the roster. We had uh, Jarrell Cotton was actually in our starting rotation. We got him, I believe, from the Reddick trade to the Dodgers a few years ago, and he is out with Tommy John surgery before the season even starts. Pretty devastating. We've got Trevor Cahill to kind of solidify the rest of the staff. You've got Kendall Graveman and Sean Manaya at the top of the rotation uh, with some good promise. They're looking good in the preseason. The rest of the pitching staff is struggling a bit. We've got young guys and Daniel Mingden and Gossett who are a little bit shakier at this point. Uh, Paul Blackburn is a guy that nobody knows who had some good upside in the season last year but has been really hit and miss in spring training this year. Our lineup is what we're excited about. Though. We've got the two uh, cornerstones of the franchise here, both Matts. Matt Chapman over at third base, Matt Olson at first, are going to deliver a lot of power. I think Matt Olson set some Babe Ruth numbers in his first 57-odd-something games last year with uh, 24 or 26 home runs. So just bringing a ton of pop to the lineup along with Chris Davis, who um, 40-plus home runs last year. You mentioned Marcus Simeon has improved in the field drastically in the last couple of years, and he brings some pop. Jed Lowry might be my favorite guy on the A's, just a professional hitter coming out of Stanford. Hits from both sides of the plates, led the league in doubles, I believe, last year, and just super excited about him. Uh, Look out for Steven Piscotty. He came in a trade with the Cardinals just a couple months ago. Great story about the Cardinals arranging this trade for him to move closer back to home, I believe, Pleasanton, California, where he grew up as an A's fan. Part of the reason for his move back is because of his mom being diagnosed with ALS. So him coming back home to join the A's and bring some power, play some right field, I believe it is, and also be there to support his mom. So good stuff. Our bullpen is looking strong, and, uh, and I think we're primed for a good season. I think playoffs are in the cards for us this year.
0: So let me ask you to guess. What do you think Las Vegas thinks in terms of total wins for the A's this season?
1: Las Vegas, my guess, is going to be 86
0: wins. 86 wins, which is roughly uh, competitive for the second wild card spot. Las Vegas has the A's at 75 and a half wins, which is five-ish games under 500. So they're expecting the A's to, I guess, continue to struggle. It's an improvement from their record last year. And sounds like you are a little bit more optimistic. Are you saying that because that's what you want? Or what do you actually think the team's going to do?
1: Yes, I'm not a betting man, and I was highballing it right there for Vegas with my 86. (laughs) So I I am surprised to see that Vegas even has them at 75 because typically the A's, again, embrace that underdog role, and we enjoy shocking the world just like we did in 2012 when we won the division on the last day of the season, having not led it the entire season, and then going on a really solid run there with uh, Donaldson, Cespedes. Yeah.
0: 2012 is an interesting year. Do you, do you remember who won the World Series that year?
1: It had to be... Is it the Cardinals that year? I'm joking. Mm. I know it's the undeserving <laughs> San Francisco Giants.
0: So from an A's perspective, just to give you some background, Giants had a terrible year last year. They brought in Longoria, McCutcheon, Austin Jackson as a center fielder. Watson from the used to be the Pirates and then the Dodgers as a relief pitcher, you know, from an outsider's perspective, how do you think the Giants are going to be this year?
1: Terrible. I think you can't buy happiness in this world. (laughs) And um, the teams that you had uh, going in your even years there, um, I know you added a couple pieces, uh, Cody Ross and these guys who just played out of their minds in the playoff run to help propel you to the World Series championships. But more or less, uh, the team was homegrown, I believe, right? With Buster Posey and Brandon Crawford and all those guys. And I think it's going to be... A little bit watered down and a sense of uh, just uh, disgust and hopelessness on the Giants' part, realizing that, oh, we can't just buy World Series. You got to build them.
0: Yep. Vegas updated their, their rankings for the Giants, and they have them at 84 wins. So it looks like there's a, almost a 10-game spread between the A's and the Giants in terms of what the book thinks is going to happen this year. But we're going to have to let it play out on the field. Are you going to any of the Battle of the Bay games?
1: I am not going to any of the preseason games coming up, but we are for sure heading out to uh, Oakland, at least. Can't afford to go to San Francisco. In July, it actually lands on my son's birthday, Uh, My sons are both huge baseball fans playing in Little League right now, ages six and four. Um, Last year, we had my son's birthday at the Coliseum. Ryan Healy hits a walk-off home run. Uh, We've had lots of magical moments at the Coliseum and especially uh, against the Giants. So we'll be heading out there for my son's seventh birthday this year, lands on the Giants coming to Oakland. So that should be a special night. We always play well against the Giants. This should be fun.
0: Ain't it the truth? Well, John, thank you for being on the podcast. I hope you enjoy baseball season as we get into the regular season. I will be not necessarily pulling for the A's, but observing them from afar. And, you know, good luck when you play the Dodgers. And I hope you and the family enjoy the season. Thanks for being on the podcast.
1: Thank you, Ben. I appreciate it. And Back to my first comment. Anyone who's a baseball fan is a friend of mine, even if they're wearing the orange and black, even though I say his fans have to give them a hard time once in a while.
0: Understood, man. Good to talk to you. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks, Ben. Okay, that wraps up our show today. Our plan is to do this every week. So if you want more Giants baseball in your podcast feed as we get into the regular season, click that subscribe button also since we're just getting started uh, we would love for you to leave a rating in the apple itunes store or send us any questions or suggestions at for the fans by the or just go to ftfbtf.com lands at the same place thanks to fanatics if you're going to go buy your giants gear head to ftfbtf.com slash giants and fanatics will kick us a couple of bucks to help produce this show and until next time swing and a miss and that's it Thank